Welcome to the Everything Comes From Something podcast. That was very sultry. You enjoyed that? I did, yeah. Very cool. We're, we're, we're winging this one. <laughs> winging it like a chicken wing. Winging it's it. currently 10.02. Like this is a late night special. Hot wings. For your boys. That sounds really good. And right beautiful ladies. All of them out there. Beautiful ladies? All of them listening to, listen to, this to this perfect piece of entertainment media. We got a special episode, but first, a couple words from what's going on in our community. Community of five people. We love you all. Um, uh, of course, you can follow us on social media. So those are available on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and that's it. We also have a Patreon. But you can be careful us. because our Twitter is ECFS Pod. Or is it pod? It's pod. Wow. <laughs> you butchered that. It's just ECFS pod, ECFS no, sure? podcast on Instagram, mm. and EC uh, everything comes from something mm. podcast. Are you sure? Dude, I'm sure. We've said it so many weeks in a row. The audience stands with me. Mm. Cameron versus the people. <laughs> That's right. Um, today's episode is on coming of age. Kind of a strange topic, um, but it's more personal to me, and I hope it's not too sappy for you. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but today marks the last day I work at Starbucks Coffee. Aw. It's been four years, man. That's a long time. It's been four years. A it's been long, it's been a long time, long yeah. Time. Um four years since like was this four years exactly? Yeah. Or uh, around four years. I started in the spring and it's currently okay. end of summer, so more like four point two years. I mean sure. <laughs> but I mean I just kind of round it down. Uh yeah, it's been four years at Starbucks, but as a leave the company, I, I started to sort of reflect and think about different things, specifically this 17 to 21 age has been very impactful. So this episode is a little bit different. Uh, we're more talking about, you know, where we're coming from. Mm. Everything comes from something. So I want to hear where, you're, where your mind's at as you kind of reflect on your transition into adulthood. And we're going to give some commentary on um, coming of age. Is, is what we're talking about. So we're, we're going to reference a couple things and kind of define coming of age. I think we should do that first, Cameron. You want to define it for us? Yeah, sure. I think it's when you, when you, when you get old. <laughs> I mean, that's correct. We have a, we have a yourdictionary.com definition. <laughs> it was the first thing that popped up on Google because I'm so lazy. Coming of age, uh, the definition of coming of age refers to the process of growing up. Or entering adulthood, mm. which I'm going to argue should be minorly adjusted, but sure, yeah. we'll get into that in a second. Well, I think, I mean, I think it does come down to um, when you become an adult, and I think that happens for people at different ages. I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's specifically like, you know, you turn 18 and then you're an adult. I think, right. I, th I think there is a, um, a certain amount of, of leeway and some people are less mature than other people and, you know, come of age at a, at an older age. Right. I, when I started working at Starbucks, I was 17, mm -hmm. but I turned 18 during that time. And I remember a lot of people talked to me, my coworkers, my family, even people who were just customers there and people I interacted with on a daily basis were like, Isaac, you're 18. How do you feel to be an adult? You want to go buy some cigarettes? You want to go buy some scratchers? 
And oh, I, back when we could buy <laughs> cigarettes at 18. <laughs> <laughs> Did that change? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I turned wouldn't, 21 when we were like 19. So I, I wouldn't. Uh, well, that would have been awkward for the addicts. Yeah, I know. That are right? our age, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were like, do you feel different? Do you feel any different? And I truly didn't start feeling like a man. Uh, from, a, from a boy to a man. I'd say about like a year ago. Uh, it's kind of kind of a strange um, transition, but why why a year ago though, like specifically? Well, for me, it felt like it was like I just sort of noticed that I had a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I were I started working two jobs um, about well, I'd say that's more like six months ago. Yeah, two jobs six months ago, but even a year out, I had more responsibilities with just different things that I was doing. Um, I wasn't single anymore. I think. Yeah, I didn't. I w- I was single for the first part of my eighteenth year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's just a, a strange change for me. And so I guess being all feely, Cameron was minorly opposed to this episode. He's like, "Is this gonna be too sentimental?" <laughs> uh, but I I I just can't. I need to talk out where I, where I'm at with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I understand. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, so along with sort of more responsibility, I guess, um, did that come from anything else besides getting a different job or uh, moving into it? Was it, I, I guess, was it also because of, um, like, taking a break from, from college for a semester? Like, was that part of it? Right. So for those of you who don't know, I did end up taking a break or a semester off, but it wasn't intentional. Uh, essentially, I... Had to wait to the fall, this coming fall now, uh, to get into San Jose State. Um, when I when I graduated my community college, they essentially wouldn't let me in in the spring because they're like new students start in the fall. So I was stuck waiting for a certain period of time, um, and that's when I start. I I will say I did feel more adult like it during that time because I literally my life was work. Yeah, that yeah. that was it. Um, it was is a weird sensation not to be in school, but on top of that, I would say that there's a lot of responsibilities that just begin to stack on as you got older. Something that's really small is I, I bought my first car uh, at the, at the time where I worked at Starbucks. I think that was like two years um, into that, and I had been saving up for a while. But I was like, dude, I got my first car. It's like a crappy Hyundai Tiburon <laughs> GT. Like. <laughs> It's funny to look at it now, but at the same time, I'm like, boy, this car is not going to last like nah. two, three more years. So, yeah, <laughs> this thing's going to explode into a pile of we, fire. We had a, didn't we like just recently have a, uh, where you were like, I don't know if my car is going to explode or not. We have to go take it. Yeah, I had a radiator ex- issue and then also like this, it didn't pass smog. Oh, which yeah, is terrifying. Um, but there, it was just issues with getting a new battery and things like that. Uh, I ain't no mechanic, but something that I did learn as, as you know, I started, you know, I, I owned my own car is it costs money and time, a lot of time. Because when I wanted to save my own money, I had to put in time to fix the car. And, and it's as simple as washing your car, but also changing the oil. And just recently, I fixed the radiator uh, with brother-in-law, I think. No, not yeah. brother. Uh, yeah, brother-in-law is right. He married into the family, but he's really good with cars. So we, we worked on the radiator. We worked on, like, air filters and different things. We're changing spark plugs. It's just like, wow. Just this one tiny important aspect of my life 
just carry so much responsibility. Something as simple as driving a car, you know, I used to drive my parents' car. It's like it didn't have the same amount of weight for some reason. Right. Like I just didn't care that much about it. And, and it even travels to certain things like my cell phone. I paid for my own cell phone. Now it's got a crack in it. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, I can't just replace it. Sure. Like I yeah. got to deal with this crack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I got to deal with my crack problem. <laughs> you really do, Isaac. I thought, I mean, I, you know, you were suggesting the sentimental podcast, but I thought we should really address your crack oh issue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Don't tell our fans. <laughs> Darren, that's not where your money's going. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> but how about you, man? Like, when when did you start feeling like the responsibility kind of set in with you? Well, I moved away um, my freshman year so i moved to i moved to san francisco that was and a sad day for me was it i was just like i'll never speak to cameron again did you cry no you didn't cry you didn't even cry when i, <laughs> I don't cry away. about anything dude <laughs> okay um yeah so i i moved away uh to san francisco and it was i guess i i didn't i didn't quite feel like i was responsible ish Mm-hmm. Um, cause I still had, you know, I, I was getting some money from my parents and stuff and I didn't, I didn't get a job until actually, you know what I did, I, I, I was, my parents were paying for, for my school stuff. Um, but my, uh, my money had come, I had worked a summer job. And so basically the first half of the semester I was living or the first semester I was living off of, um, my summer job money. And then. By the end, I was like, I was like basically completely out of money. Right. So I remember um, I was going to see a movie with um, with Juzo. Another shout out. He gets another shout. Hey, Juzo. Um, I was going to see um, uh, Star Wars: uh, The Force Awakens, and we were going to go down to San Jose um, and get uh, see see it in the IMAX dome. Um, and I was going to get a, a Caltrain and I looked at my bank account and I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, that's when, uh, you know, have it, enough money. Th- I'm surprised the that these coming of age films haven't really used the empty bank account as a realization. Yeah. Moment, a yeah. moment of revelation. Cause I will say the moment that your d- bank account is like negative $3. Have you seen that before? No, no, no. I'm where, where it's like, for some reason the bank lets you pass a small purchase and then your, your checking has like a negative. It's weird, dude. No, I've never, that, I've never, yeah, that I've was never the day had. I became a man. Let me tell you. I was like, oh, jeez. Don't, don't you get like money. an overdraft fee? Yeah. They're, they're, uh, yeah, I was like charged like 20 bucks once or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That sucked. No, I can't. I can't no, no, no. Yeah, that was I, awful. I haven't dealt with that. But I do feel like money puts a pretty totally. heavy stress on waking up to what it means to be an adult, being totally. responsible, financially responsible. Um, and... I mean, we were gonna miss the movie anyways because the Caltrain was gonna right. was gonna come in at a different time. But um, and I think we there was something about like we missed a we we like missed our initial Bart ride or something. I don't know. It was it was it was a it was a situation. Uh-huh. But but I that was also the first day I had um, I started work at my um, at my job. So it was like perfect time. I was like not stranded for money. It right. was just for that like one week or whatever that I didn't have a paycheck. I was just totally out of out of money entirely. Yeah. Um, and a, a moment that punched me in the gut 
different than money is is almost like scheduling. Mm. Scheduling becomes increasingly difficult as you become an adult. Yeah, totally. It's very weird because, you know, I remember when I was 17, 18, I would just fill my schedule with trying to meet up with friends. Yeah. That was essentially the only thing I did. I remember our last year of senior, or our last half of senior year, we hung out like all the time. Did we? Yeah, we did. Like almost every weekend. We were, I was single. You were not single. But uh, I usually would hit you up on the same day over and over again. Kind of like with this podcast. Think, <laughs> things are going to change, though. <laughs> Getting back to school. Don't yeah. worry, guys. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I hope. Uh, but no, no, we won't. Uh, the... Yeah, like I, <laughs> this is gonna sound funny, but I was I was playing my guitar. I was I was set to play for two different churches on one Sunday, and I didn't realize <laughs> that I had scheduled myself yeah, to do yeah, this. Yeah. And um, how did you get out of it? I had to tell someone no. That was the hardest thing. That's I had right. to make a decision who I was gonna let down. And I'll tell you, man, some of the, some of these people still hold it against me to this day. Like I, I won't say it's like brutal. I've I've kind of made made peace with this happened to me twice actually (laughs) now that i think about it (laughs) but uh yeah dude it's it was it was so stressful and brutal for me to have to make that decision uh to say no to someone just because i double booked Mm -hmm. and and you know i'm not one to to make up a bs excuse being like oh i'm sick i probably should have if i'm being honest but the both times i was like hey i'm really sorry i double booked i have to be somewhere else yeah and that that is like that was a moment where I was like, dude, I got to be more careful with the way I schedule. Even and and I won't I will say I'm much better at it with these with these weeks coming up and and things like that. You know, Cameron, usually Monday I'll hit you up for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even doing something fun is still kind of a headache to schedule, right? Well, it's also hard because we got to schedule we have to schedule the the day, we got to schedule what time in the day and then we got to schedule me coming down and you know what, right. what we're going to plan and what we're going to talk about you know it's like it, it's it's not it's not like it's it's nothing to schedule especially because right. we're in two different places most, that's what most I, that's what weeks. i'm learning too like in the past i used to have these hobbies that were fun and i just would kind of be able to do them here and there now it seems like my hobbies are you have to schedule your hobbies you have to oh, schedule right. time for your hobbies too i mean you would know in terms of like Cameron, you have a lot of experience doing film, right? Yeah. What a nightmare that is to schedule. Oh you have different people and and things like that. You have to make sure you get there. Well, you have a you have a person whose literal job is to just do scheduling. Like my friend Tanya, she um she is an AD, so she assistant directs. But mm. basically, what that means is she's um she she makes the schedule. And there was one sh- there was one set where we we were filming outside. And it was moving from sun to clouds to sun. And that it was going to be like that all day. Right. So, so basically she had to reschedule the entire shooting schedule so that it would, it would on the day for the times that it was sunny <laughs> and for the Jeez. times where it was How cloudy. How was that even predicted? Well, we, we would, we would have to be like, well, it seems like it's getting cloudy now. It seems like it's going to, it's going to be cloudy Mm. for a little while. So we're going to have to do a couple of these shots. And she like just literally had to rework the schedule like five times. Dude, that's brutal. We could could get it all done. And she was, she was a wreck. She was a wreck by the end. I mean, it it was, it it was intense. But But did she become an adult through that process? Oh, she's been an adult. She's, (laughs) she's, uh, she's a certified adult. (laughs) What's funny is I, 
you know, I, I believe that iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And it seems that a lot of people go through this maturing coming of age through pressure. There's yeah, a there's yeah. a level of pressure, and even in media that we consume, there's a level of pressure. Um, well, most of the time, and we're gonna kind of I I want to kind of pull apart a couple a couple of uh you know depictions of coming of age and sort of critique them uh, as we go through further through this through this podcast, but. I I feel glad to say that the four years at Starbucks, although have been minorly strenuous <clears throat> through like just my uh, my adult like coming to my adult life, it's been pretty relaxed too. At the same time, I feel mm-hmm. like I've learned a lot of valuable lessons and been let off the hook for things that I definitely didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. And 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 as I continue to reflect on this, I'm just I'm I'm almost like blown away. I'm like, man, like I had I had it pretty good. I have it yeah. pretty good, you know? Um, I specifically remember a situation where I took a flight with, uh, or I flew down to L.A. to see Juliana because she, she was down there doing music stuff. And um, I, I essentially asked for time off, but I needed two more days off because my flight didn't come back <laughs> on time. And I, it was like the most awkward asking. I was like, hey, uh, listen, Brad. Brad is my boss. Shout out to you, man. Um, I was like, hey, like, I realized I didn't ask for enough time off and um, I'm just not going to be back because there's no way I can get back. Like, and and I felt terrible doing it. But I remember he was just like, hey, man, like, it's OK. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll cover for you. And I knew he must have been like infuri- like infuriated <laughs> by the whole situation. But it's moments like that where I didn't have to experience pressure. It was like my self-awareness forged me into more of an adult and and the situation was stressful right but it it wasn't like i had to touch the hot stove to know it was hot Mm -hmm. instead i was like oh man i made a mistake and and i've really been able to weave around and and take what i know and and had a very soft you know stepping in to adulthood which has been cool and i will not say that i know it all i'm only 21 okay like i still have a lot more to experience um, which is also something that I, that I want to, want to talk about, um, which is a continuous coming of age. Right. Mm, um, yeah. and I, and I predict that, you know, as I close out this chapter, you know, my 21 to 25 is going to be somewhat of a coming of age as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, as I think especially like to me, I've seen a lot of people, um, who have graduated college and just like their, their experience, like what does that mean for them? What is their, what is their next step in life? You know, and a lot of people will get, you know, sort of normal jobs and work, you know, start to work nine to five. But a lot of people who I know are working really stressful jobs right now because Mm -hmm. they're working in startups or they're working at, you know, um, different centers that, that don't have normal hours and they have to take work home and they have to, you know, like really try hard. Right. And to me, what, you know, what that says is like, you got to put in a lot of work, you know, right out of college, you got to put in a lot of time. And I don't know if it necessarily gets better, you know, like it's not, it's not, I I, I can't, I can't necessarily say that it's, it's going to get, you know, less, stressful and less strenuous i think it's probably gonna get more so 
you know, we've got things to look forward to. Well, I mean, I think this is an interesting concept, right? You know, not as you look at, you know, as I look at my parents and the amount of responsibility that they have, they always tell me, oh, it gets harder. You know, they're like, oh, you like, wait till you have kids, Isaac, you know, wait till you have, <laughs> wait till you have to deal with the fact that you lost sleep. You know, you lose complete control of your sleep schedule. And no wonder my parents are very, like, strict on the way that they go to bed now. Yeah. They're like, thank goodness we have this time set aside and it's strictly there for us, right? Um, but I, I do think that's interesting that you mentioned that it gets harder. I would argue that it might just get different. And sometimes change is, is, is something hard to adapt to. Um, something that I've been talking about with um, Jules, who who is my my lady friend, my gal, she is my girlfriend, um, is this idea that, you know, it seems that a lot of people think, oh, like when you start to love someone for a long time, you, well, I, I would say we were talking about the idea of love burning out, right? It's like, okay, well, this idea that love burns out, I feel like is, is a lie through the fact that people expect love to be like it is in movies all the time. Yeah. Whereas it, when we were discussing it, I argued, well, maybe love just changes over time, right? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously it does. Right. And so it seems that my problem with the idea of coming of age is that it's a definitive change, that it's a moment where people or at least it's it's dramatized in the things we consume, it's a moment where people switch mindsets and it's one and done. Yeah. Right? Whereas as, as what I might argue is that coming of age seems to be a multi-step process, right? Sure, yeah. I think it's pretty pretty obvious that a lot of adults say, oh, like, I'm a kid at heart, right? You, I feel like so many adults say that stupid thing. Or I'm young at heart, you know? But but to a degree, I think it's because everyone's still experiencing some some level of maturity. Yeah, people are people are still coming to that coming of age thing, right? Yeah, you know what's you know what's funny though is people tell me that <laughs> that I'm a I'm an old at heart <laughs> that I'm just well, an old, I, I think there's old spe- there's special at, people at out there, Cameron. There's special people <laughs> like you. No, but you still have a, a level of youth in you. Sure. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think everybody has um, something that they they end up having to. I mean, I guess I guess growing up has to do with like letting go of things, letting go of of certain things of of your youth. Um, I think school is a part of that, and that's that's why. A lot of coming of age um, films have to do with, you know, graduating high school and losing friends and letting go of, you know, those things that you enjoy about high school. But it's also, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think every point in your life, you know, to get, to build off of what you're saying, every point in your life you have to let go of something and move on to sort of a new chapter. Yeah. Um, well, you. You know what's weird is I actually think oppositely of growing up. It seems that, and, and we can disagree on this, but it seems that as you grow up, you only accept more things. You, you don't just think you let them go. No, like for me, it's been like just another weight I throw on my back as I'm carrying stuff. 
I think what's going to be difficult for me is that, you know, if, if I look at it through your lens, some people, I mean, I might argue that, okay, I'm letting go of my freedom, right? But how there's got to be a way to continue to find freedom in, in carrying all, well, all the well, different burdens. No, I don't, of life, I don't right? think it's necessarily like you're letting go of freedom. I think it's your, you're letting go of, um, I guess there, there are certain things that you have to, that you have to forget about to move on. Right. Mm. I, I, I don't think, I, I just don't think you can, you know, put everything on your back well, as you're getting older and, and keep it all the way it is. Right. I, I think, I think you have to, you, I guess like, I think you have to, to really let something go in order to, to grow up in order to mature. Mm. I, I think there is a process of maybe, and maybe, maybe we're both wrong actually. Maybe we're both like, Saying well, saying I think the correct correct thing, but just in, in two different, different ways. But I, I I think it comes back to the way where we, we we both come from different households. You know. Yeah. Um, I I'm blessed to have had a pretty positive and consistent upbringing, right? So instead, it's for me. I'm like, okay, I have had, a, like, my parents have always taught me: be grateful. You've been given life on a on a silver platter. You know, yeah. you're you're lucky that you're even, you even have a room to stay in, you know? And I've always taken that literally. My parents make me earn my college, right? They make me work for it. And I'm glad for it because it's really shaped who I am, yeah. right? And so in that sense, I'm like, okay, if I've earned life and, and been lucky to have, or if I've been lucky to be given such an advantage, like advantageous situation, I need to grab it and go. And that means I'm like, what do, what are the steps that I take to continue to take on responsibility and and you know the, the thing that I'm honestly worried about is I don't want to become a workaholic in the future yeah. but I already see like the lines for that to yeah. the like the the path is lining up and I'm like whew, like I gotta I gotta learn to relax you know I gotta re- learn to chill out um, something something that I noticed just in this four year period is I used to play a buttload of video games the end of my senior year I would just crash. I'd be totally cool with like just splurging four hours playing games. And occasionally I'll still have the opportunity to just hang out and relax. But it seems like my nights are full. Oh, my yeah. nights my nights are doing different things all the time. I don't give myself the the chance to just sit and relax. And even when I do, part of me is still the back of my head's ticking like, what's the next purchase I need to make? What's the next like step I need to take for certain things? Yeah. And it, it's cool to switch off your brain, but even when I, like, you know, clay, close the laptop, turn off the TV, you know, do that stuff, I'll get into bed for the night, and I'm like, what's my game plan, plan for tomorrow? And it's good, like, to a certain degree, yeah, it's good to have that that mentality, but I am worried about, like, the repercussion in the future. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... I think they're... Maybe that's another part of growing up, or I guess the next stage of growing up, right? Like, we feel like we're accumulating a lot of different things where, you know, for you, I guess, uh, we, we feel like we're, or, or we're losing things of, of the past. Um, but maybe the next part of, of that is to figure out, like, what it means to balance things. Um, yeah. What it means to, to have a, a work life and a, and a home life. 
Mm. Um, and right, yeah, right now I feel like I don't, I don't have that at all. But it, I mean, it comes down to just the fact that my school friends are also my work friends are also, I live with some of them, right? Um, you know, so like all these things kind of bleed over and cross over. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I'm, I, Maybe that's the next thing we we have to look forward to. <laughs> well, I think something I always enjoy that you say is everything or everything in moderation, even moderation, yeah. right? Yeah, and that and I think that's a very solid truth. Um, although I think it's a little redundant in some weird way. So if I think about it too hard, my head hurts a little bit. So, <laughs> um, but but I I do love the idea of it. Um, and and I understand for some of our listeners who who made it this far through the episode, this episode is a little all out there, all over the place. I just felt like my mind was ticking with all this stuff. Um, but I want to continue. We're going to get to critiquing some of that coming-of-age uh, stuff in a second. Something I thought about that was really weird, and, and it, when, when you mentioned letting go of the past, I just kind of sprouted back up. Have you had any friends who have died? Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today. I was like, none of my friends have really died yet. And that's going to be a weird moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be a weird moment. Even, even the people that you don't really continue to talk to. Like, like, think about some of the people in our high school group. What if they died? Yeah, totally. What a strange reality we would be faced with, right? Yeah, it would be... Would be uh, no, you know what I do. I do have a sort of tangential person I knew who mm. who died, um, and she was really close to to one of my other good friends. But yeah, ba- basically, I don't think I, I don't think I know anybody who, who's died, who who's our age. I guess that's gonna get more and more, that that category is gonna get more broad and more broad as we yeah. get older. But I think something that is important is that you're talking about letting go. I really, in, I actually really enjoy embracing parts of the past because they make me who I am. Something yeah. I've told myself is at my future wedding, I really don't want the wedding to be about me or my wife. Why? Which is strange. but be, And here's the reason. It's because I wouldn't be the person that I am. I wouldn't be the person that my wife falls in love with if it wasn't for the people around me. Sure, yeah. And the same would go for her. I wouldn't love her if she wasn't influenced by certain people yeah, in her life, yeah. right? So really the party should be about these people who made us so awesome to love each other. Yeah, yeah, That's the way I've always seen it. And so I hope that in the future I would have some sort of awesome party to celebrate them, to make sure they have a great time. And, and I mean, I think that would make my night. I right? guess that's kind of the same thing with funerals, though. Right. That's what I, I mean, was thinking about today. It, it, it is a party for... I mean, not a party, I guess, but... <laughs> um, it should be a celebration of it, life. Well, it's a celebration of the people who are... Who who, who got you through life, you know? It's, yeah. it, it is a... It is a reflection on, um, you know, on the people who are who are at your funeral, who are mm-hmm. alive. You know, it's it's for... it's What is that quote? Uh, funerals aren't for the dead, but the living. Um, Good quote. You know, it, it's like... It, it it is true and and i guess in the same way weddings aren't for the the married but the unmarried <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you know that you is know, a disgusting you know what i mean thing you yeah. just spoke you know what i mean no. uh, 
I don't know if I'm going to back that one. Because <laughs> a lot of people, you know, get together at weddings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I, I, I will tell you what, if, if you think that's what it is, where's that speed dating booth at your wedding, huh? I mean. You should throw it in there. If you're going to stand by that, I expect it. Maybe. You maybe. never know. JD might finally. <laughs> well, I mean, it is is not the uh, the the tossing and the the shooting. It's the same thing. The I hear. I I know why you'd say it. I just. <laughs> I don't know. I I have no words. Let's move on. Okay. Um, but yeah. So kind of kind of interest. Just my brain rambling on nonstop about about just reflecting on these chapters. I want to encourage you, whoever whoever you are listening to this. You you're this chapter of your life is going to end eventually, whether you're in college, whether you're working a nine to five, whether you're invested in some specific project or activity currently. I encourage you when that chapter closes, when that when that thing is one and done, take some time to reflect on it. Heck, you could have a pretty sweet sentimental podcast episode about it. You know? <laughs> you could there there's value in taking the time to look back in it. And I'm hoping that our rambling is entertaining for you. I hope that if you've experienced some of the things that we've experienced, you would be like, wow, this is hilarious to hear where their mindset is. And I hope that I will get to listen to this episode when I'm 50 and laugh at my stupid self. It's gonna be so cringe. It is gonna be really obnoxious. <laughs> I'd be like, let's talk about dead friends and Cameron's dead. Oh, <laughs> oh, dang it! Yeah, well, or we're both dead. We might. My, well, if we're both dead, you can't. And my robot surrogate cyborg son will be listening. Dang! Think about, think about. Okay, so I I was thinking about this re- recently. Um, there, like the people who lived from like nineteen hundred to. 1995 right what a crazy world they came from and and like exited into well i mean you know what i mean look at the crazy world we live in now no no no, no. you I didn't know expect exactly, star wars to come back oh, did you no and back from the as like a living a living dead version of itself just like a you zombie. didn't expect you didn't expect the apprentice to be our live politics did you i don't i can't say that it did no <laughs> i didn't expect it Okay, especially so but, when I was three. But we were we were okay. So 90, 97. 97 was my year. Imagine if we lived to be a hundred. What what in the world would we see in two thousand ninety seven? Other than other than it looking like the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'm pretty sure Tesla's gonna be going doing some crazy stuff. You think? Did, did you hear about how Tesla is? Um, they're trying to buy up all their own shares. And become completely private. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they'd stop. I, I thought they didn't want You know, I'm anymore. really not sure. I didn't keep up with it, but I just you thought it was You know what won't exist anymore? What? Movie pass. <laughs> Ooh. You know what probably will exist even more? Call Games Pass. Oh. Games Pass. Oh, yeah. Netflix streaming for video games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I well, believe I don't it. know. Will people even video game in the future? No, just be a plug you shove into the back of your neck. Do you think movies are going to die by then? I hope not. Movies like I are mean, gonna be like theater. Do you think books ha- are gonna die by then? Yeah, but books are different. Are they? Than movies? 
I don't know. I think it's getting to the point where they're they're being fairly similar. Maybe at some point there there's a level of there's like a cult following behind movie culture. You, yeah, but I you exposed me to that. But like theater, like like going to the theaters is. I think going to be a. Niche, I'm not going to bring up tube thing. babies, but I did want to explain <laughs> to you this strange concept. Your significant other is dead. She left you a frozen egg. She left it for you as a gift. Are you going to impregnate that egg and have a strange daughter that no. reminds you of? No. Why not? Am I married to somebody else? No. Okay, well, I don't want to be a single dad. Okay, what if you were married to someone else? Then I'd have a kid with them. Yeah, but what if you're like, <laughs> I miss my old wife? That'd be really weird. That would be very, very weird. <laughs> the future is looking very Are you strange. saying if I could, like, clone my wife? No, like, you could have a child of your wife, but your wife wasn't around. But but why, but why would I do that? Cameron... <laughs> It was just a question. We were speaking about movies. What it's time you... to criticize some movies. Would you clone your wife? That are not about cloning your wife. We're Would talking you clone about your wife like um like the clones were in in uh, so that they were, had like shortened lifespans. <laughs> Gosh, what about a weird future when like a husband would. Uh, like his a husband, like an old grandpa husband's wife would die because they lived a young mm. life together. But then he cloned a young version of his wife oh my and brought her back to, you know, love him I for the rest like of his be, life. I'm going to put it out there. I think that would be immoral. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> because consider like, okay, you're cloning that person for the purpose of, of getting remarried to that person. But that person is still like another person. You know, so it's kind of like slavery. Clones have rights. Yeah, clones have rights. Unlike the 501st. Well, because, like, cause like, think about it. You're, Watch those wrist rockets. You're, <laughs> you're putting in, you're, you're like, you're, like, basically capturing a, a person so that they, they will marry wow, you in the Cameron, future. Wow, Cameron, you're talking about deep philosophical ideas that have all been addressed in Blade Runner. I guess that's true. What a ripoff. Anyways, we're talking about coming-of-age movies, just like Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a coming-of-age movie. For the android guy. Yeah. Um, we're going to criticize some coming of age films because, or, or, you know, just media in general, um, because I think they have a limited scope. They're literally just about high schoolers. Yeah. But that, I mean, maybe that's just what the genre entails. Yeah. I agree. But also. What about Fight Club? Fight Club is a coming of age movie. Mm, yeah, it is. I don't. I don't really know. Let's, okay, no, yeah. let's oh, get let's on. get this out. Let's get this out. We're gonna name a bunch of movies that you wouldn't think are coming of age movies that we want to argue for. Let's go. Fight Club. Why? Because it's a movie about about growing up in corporate America. <laughs> mm, I think you're stretching a bit. No, no. It's a movie about getting a nine to five job. It's a movie about you know your internal angst and 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 okay. anarchy. Okay. It's about uh, moving on to to sort of the the modern life and in in the modern existence. I claim that Train Spotting was a coming of age film. Yeah. Some I, could I say that's, that's just a drug rehabilitation movie. Yeah, but right. I think I think in the way that we're sort of conceptualizing it, you know, they're they're losing their addiction. I'm gonna that. claim that Transformers One 
is a hard coming of age film. <laughs> Sam Witwicky. Give <laughs> me the cue. I've never seen Transformers one. Are you serious? Yeah. It was weird. I was watching that the other day with Juliana. She practically fell asleep 30 seconds in because she did not want to watch it at wow. all. Um, and Why do you tie her to things and force her to watch uh, movies she doesn't want to watch? Because if I let her pick, nothing good happens. <laughs> I'm so happy she doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, but yeah, we were watching it. I turned it off because I got upset because she wasn't paying attention. Mm. But yeah, like, you know, Sam, no, no, it's not a coming of age film. It's okay. a stupid, mindless action movie. Okay. Uh, let's see. What about Die Hard? No. No? No. Why not? No, because he doesn't have some sort of revelation. Yeah, but he's trying to get his wife back. No. I, it is not a coming <laughs> of age film. I will not, I'll not budge on this. Okay. I but will, is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh I would I would be down to hear a coming of age film on Alien. Alien. Which is a bit of a stretch, but I Maybe. it's more of a embracing of human potential. I guess basically what we're saying is that any movie that has a a, a character arc is a coming of age movie. <laughs> if the character changes and realizes there's something better. <laughs> they are <laughs> That's a lot of movies. <laughs> it's a coming of age film. Here are the three. What about Star Wars? Here are the three. I think Star Wars is a coming of age movie. Oh, I'll get behind that for Luke Skywalker. Here are the three that I think of when I hear yeah, coming for of Han Solo. age. Here are the three that I think of <laughs> for coming of age film. Solo, a Star Wars story, is definitely a coming of age film. Uh, no. Uh, one is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm. Butthead hasn't finished it. Butthead being yeah. Cameron. Um, two, Breakfast Club. Oh, yes. And but, three. But do they come of age? And that's why we're going to talk about them. Three, because this podcast has just become a movie podcast. And three hey, is... Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, Cameron. Three is Lady Bird, uh, which... Have yeah, you seen re- Lady recent. Bird? Yeah, yeah. Lady Bird? Um, I think Lady Bird's good. I, I actually think it's a... She comes more of age in that movie than in the other two. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't really know about Ferris Bueller. But, and, and Breakfast Club, like, do they, do they even... Do they change at all? <laughs> do they do they become more mature? I wouldn't necessarily say so. Okay, so here's what's interesting about Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, the Breakfast Club, seems to just be the planted seeds in these characters yeah, that's coming true. of age. That's true. Yeah, they have moments of clarity. Yes, that would be a good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, I guess their I guess their coming of age has to do with like sort of social relationships, like mm. who things things that you wouldn't expect from certain people. Um here's what I love about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay? I totally cut off your whole point. Tell me what you love. Were you going to fi- go ahead? No, 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 no. Okay. Done. The the coming of age is not Ferris Bueller. It's his friend Cameron. Mm. And his friend Cameron is the, one of the best characters in all film, in my in my brain. Hmm. He's got a lot of good dialogue, and he has a lot of awesome scenes. One of my favorite scenes is, like, this one where he's staring at this painting. And do you know the scene? Mm. They're in, like, this art gallery, and they're all goofing off together. But then there's a scene where it cuts. It's, like, him. Uh, you, you see his torso. He's kind of off-centered on the screen. And he's staring, and then it cuts to a painting. And it's, like... There's a bunch of it's like uh, kind of Renaissance looking. I'm not a I'm not a art major, so people who You're are not a doing painter. people who would know are gonna be like he's wrong. 
Um, but uh, they, there's a little girl uh, by the fountain, and she's there. And then it cuts back to Cameron. The the camera zooms in a little bit, cuts back to the girl, zoomed in a little bit, cuts back to Cameron. It's a lot closer. <laughs> cuts back to the girl. It's like her face. Then it cuts. There's like classical music playing mm-hmm. in the background too. Then it cuts like to his eyes, and then it cuts to like this crappy like super close-up of the girl because the painting is like not that high quality and it's just like it's almost like you see in his eyes like some sort of human realization that he he basically struggles with depression through Mm -hmm. the through the film and there there are like theories that cameron uh cameron's friend ferris bueller doesn't exist Mm, Uh, basically the kids don't exist in the film Instead, it's all about Cameron coming to the realization that there's more to life than just sitting in bed. Sure. Right? And and that's sort of what Ferris is, is uh, pushing him throughout the film. But I think that that, you really see a character have, like, unlocked uh, perspective mm. in, in that movie. And, and I, really, I really love it for that, even though it's all campy and goofy and very 80s-ish throughout. I wish the movie focused more and more on Cameron throughout mm. throughout the whole film. Um, I love it because it's very stylized. Sure. That movie knows when to be self-aware. There's even like breaking of the fourth wall nonstop in that yeah, movie, yeah. which is cool. Lady Bird, Lady Bird is good. Yeah, it's good. But it is trying very hard to be a coming-of-age film. To the point where eventually I cringed until the ending. Actually, the ending made me realize it was more self-aware. Yeah. But the beginning was painfully uh, unoriginal. Uh, Like, just feeling unoriginal to me. Like, what about it, though? Well, the first thing is is that it reminded me of Nacho Libre, which is also a great coming-of-age film. I don't okay. know why you would bring Nacho Libre into this. It's because of the school. The school at the beginning oh. is very similar. Um, and the way it's shot, too, actually reminds me of it. Uh, but something about just the whole setup. Just like, do you not like the mother daughter relationship or something? Or do you, what, like, what? It's familiar. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What was also weird is that they explored love interests. Yeah. But then they went down different paths with the love interests. Like, I expected there to be one character, one love interest character. Wow. But instead, they introduce another one. And I think there's no, two. Just, there's, yeah, two. there's two. Yeah. There's two. And the first one I thought could have really panned out and have a he- had a more heavy, you know, result. But instead, it kind of becomes comic relief with her love interest turning out to be gay. And he comes back around later on at the end of the film, and I thought that was a better, like, a cool relational moment. But then they introduce this other character who just infuriates me. The guy um, who's... <laughs> who's reading Howard Zinn, which, <laughs> which I love. I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they know exactly who they're writing. But he doesn't, he, he doesn't, he's not really a fleshed out character. He's kind of, but I mean, maybe that's the point of it, that he's not a fleshed out character because he's kind of just this, this, Punk anarchist. He's just weird. Uh, I was in a band. That that film felt cring like cringy uh, coming of age. Cringy coming of age for me. And yeah, then but I the, think that I think that was kind of the point. And then at the end, became hyper self aware 
where it was like, whoa, this whole movie has been cringy, and I, my like the the girl character has realizes how stupid she's been. Yeah, and and it's like, okay, well, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it really works for me. I think it's a good coming of age film. I don't have anything more to say about it. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine. You really like Boyhood. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good. It's a very good movie. Why? I haven't seen it since it came out, though, so I'm going to be spotty on Do you think that's a decent coming-of-age film? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it's because, I mean, part of it has to do with the the writing. I think the the dialogue isn't written very well. Um, some of the, the moments are, are a little weird for me, but um, the writing of uh, of his different situations, I love how um specific it is but it's also it also feels very real to life um and mm-hmm. that's uh i don't know it's 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 a really interesting movie too because um i'm curious to see what people of older generations will will think of it or maybe people of younger generations will think of it um because like a lot of those things happened in my lifetime a lot of the specific events happened in my lifetime right. um and he, I guess he's kind of close to my age, maybe a couple of years older than me. But, um, and the filming took place around, you know, when I was growing up. So it felt, it felt specific enough to, to me that I was like, oh, I, I, I relate to, to a lot of these things. Mm. You know, I, I remember when the sixth Harry Potter came out, you know, right. I, I remember or the book. I, I remember, you know, a lot of these specific cultural moments and i don't know if that's going to play well in the future but it it felt it felt real and it felt true to life i think there are times in that movie where it gets a little too like it tries to pull from from too many different angles um Mm. but that's i mean it it is a three-hour movie i think that coming of age is such or i'm maybe we're overusing the term i would say maturing is such an impactful experience on so many humans and these coming of age films really grab you with nostalgia for your own coming of age yeah yeah exactly and i think that was the issue that i had with ladybird is that they were really what is it called uh i cannot think of the term but it's essentially like widening the range of opportunity to be relatable which is a really terrible way of putting it. But there's yeah, a really yeah. simple phrase to to back it, like casting the, uh, like a very wide net. Right, right, right. They seem like they were throwing just so much at you because they're like, relate, 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 relate. And, and I kind of noticed that halfway through. And I was like, I just don't, I just really want to see this character have her moment of realization. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, that's the moment of re- relatability for me. And I think with most people, it's the same. We've, we all experience these aspects in life that are super impactful and you have these, you're kind of taken back and, and you realize certain things and um, they're like, they're powerful. And so when they're, when they're put in media, I feel like these like different movies and books, they really bank on the fact that you can either experience that impact through the character or experience it through your own ex- experience, yeah, right? Yeah, like through your the lens of your own life. And I want to argue that when the character is placed foot 
first and you relate to the character and then experience through his eyes and no matter what media it is it's actually more valuable yeah maybe i i think that that's it's possible that that's true but a lot of these i think a lot of these coming of age movies put the uh the time period in front of uh the the actual character experience right because like Mm. a lot of these a lot of these movies have to do with being in high school and growing up and then graduating, you know, and, and like the time of high school is really important to these movies. And so maybe we just haven't seen enough of, of movies where uh, the character growing up is more important than the time of growing up. You know, I, 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 I mean, I'm willing to, I'm willing to follow your argument, but I, I don't necessarily know that I can, I can say that that's true yet. Right. I mean, I th- I think I'm I'm ready to wrap this episode up. You're ready to wrap it up. Do you have any last thoughts, Cameron? It's been kind of one that's it's like throwing darts at a bunch of water balloons full of paint, like in the greatest coming of age movie. Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that you knew that. I love Princess Diaries. It's not bad. It's Pretty a great good. movie. Uh, another great coming of age film, 13 Going on 30, if you haven't seen I it. I haven't seen it. What a sappy chick flick that is. Mm. It's like this 13-year-old chick who's like, I wish I was an adult and living my best life. And then she becomes 30 and she's just like, what is work? Like, I don't know. Like, she has, like, some super high-end journalist job. That's funny. And she's basically just like, I don't know what... Because she's 13. Yeah, She's yeah. 13 years... Like, all her friends are looking at her weird, like, what's wrong with you? Usually you're a total a-hole to everyone. And, <laughs> and she's just like, what? Like, I don't understand. Um, yeah, so... Um, speaking of coming-of-age movies, though, the new the new Bo Burnham movie seems really good. Eighth Grade. No, I haven't um, seen it. I, I haven't seen it either, but I, I hear it's really good. Um, it seems like seems like a really, really, really cringe movie <laughs> where it's like in, intentionally cringe, but like cringe because these eighth graders are terrible, weird. Oh dang! Did you see um, people? Did you see Mission Impossible? No, not yet. Oh, okay, I was like, crap. We should have done that for an episode instead. <laughs> no, I just want to spill my feelings out. Yeah. Spill, spill a bunch of strange brain gush everywhere. Do you want to see Mission Impossible? Tonight? I mean, I guess it's a little late. It's very, the movie's like two and a half hours. Really? It does not feel that long. You know, my, uh, so, so Juzo, seconds shout out. He always makes fun of me because whenever there's a movie that's two and a half hours, I always say it's three hours. <laughs> Why? Why? I was like, that? oh man, that movie's like three hours. And he's like, dude, it's like two hours, 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I get it. Why. After two, dude, I don't know. After two hours, it, it gets. It I gets think a lot of movies could could really use a good, just cut. Not Infinity War, dude. It needs another. It needs another thirty minutes. No, it needs another three and a half hours <laughs> to be a complete movie. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah, I think that wraps it up. For uh, everything comes from something for this yeah. episode. I know it's a little bit different. Laid back. It's late. Hey, you guys should just like you guys should email us some questions so we have things to talk about. <laughs> Can you guys email us your questions at email ecfspodcast at gmail dot com? Is that what it is? Yep. Oh, 
Cool. Can you guys email us questions we would to love, talk about? We would love to read any of your questions, especially at these end sections where we're just kind of concluding our thoughts and, and we're sort of... Send us weird things remember. like, do you like rice in your burritos or do you like beans in your burritos? Rice all the way. I'm a fan of both. I really enjoy both as well. Send Just send us all your questions at ecfspodcast at gmail.com. Bro, you sound like you're about to go to sleep. And you know the truth is, so am I. It's getting late. And donate to us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be it for this episode, guys. Uh, make sure to tune in next week. We have a special uh, episode coming up. Do we? And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little different. Is that um, next episode? Yeah. You know, yeah. we keep we shouldn't tell them when our episodes are going to be different. Then it's gonna, gonna be different. It's gonna be exciting. You guys, you guys will enjoy, it. especially all. Here's a hint: all you kids who like music. That's it. All sure. right. I'll talk. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys later. We'll be here. Um, feel free to reach out to us. Follow us on all the social BS stuff, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Ugh.